So when you have somebody like, who's been manipulated this long mm-hmm. in their lives, this is what they're used to, and this is what they're comfortable with. This is what they keep going back to. They'll um, take it. Yeah. They'll keep taking it. I mean, if you asked Eva who she loves most in the world, guarantee you she'll say her father. Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 163 of Let's Play, and we are here with Christine and Sabra. Hi, everyone. Uh, All right. So today is a bifurcated episode, and the recap is just where Dallas has to work for Dee to pay off his toilet paper thievery. Get to society. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right, Christine, take it away. Sure. So we see the Daily Grind, and... D and Dallas are just like leaning over like oh there's nothing to do and I'm like oh I so relate to that but I'm also so I if anybody doesn't know like I work in the food industry and I'm like there's a saying if you have time to lean you have time to clean there's always something to clean <laughs> so I'm like really you're you're leaning you couldn't be like cleaning like something something <laughs> something mm-hmm. but anyway slackers <laughs> Slacker, yes. <laughs> but anyway, Dee's like, oh, it's really dead. And Dallas is like, yeah, there's nothing for me to do. Can I go home? <laughs> me all the time. I'm like, can I, can I just go home? Yeah, and then the second you go home, boom, influx of customers. <laughs> yeah, let's come back. Yeah. Let's go back. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, no, we're getting a really big shipment and I'll need your help to unload it. And Dallas is just like chewing on his nails saying, great, more donkey work. I'm like, that's a, I like that phrasing. That's it. Clever. Clever, yeah. I guess uh, he has a brain in there. <laughs> <laughs> that costume he created, that was pretty yeah. impressive work. So. Mm. He looks a little different, by the way. Like his design change and he looks better, in my opinion. Like he's handsomer. Yeah. yeah his teeth aren't so freaky <laughs> yeah for a sec I was like wait is that Dallas or is it Link and I was like no it's it's Dallas mm-hmm. yeah you can definitely see the relation the mm-hmm. similarities yeah well Link has my my favorite look out of every male character in the story so if Dallas he, looks- he is he is uh soft on the ice <laughs> <laughs> yeah did I tell you once how I said I had like a, my friends uh, do a webtoon men rating. <laughs> it's so crass, sorry, but I sent them pictures of webtoon men. They had to read them one to five, and, and then I asked them like which one like they thought I liked the best, and they were like Link, Link, you knew your type. Blonde, that's your type. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> and long hair, obviously, love long hair. Mm. Long hair is fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. My husband couldn't pull off long hair if he tried. Okay. My fiance yeah. right now it's an argument between us like so obviously during pandemic like he grew out his hair and he has it cut where it's like it's kind of like long on the top and like but he likes to having like shaved pretty much down on the sides and I hate it so much but he's like oh I love it like well you don't like my haircut I'm like no I don't I'm sorry (laughs) 
And I'm like, this is even for like a couple of years ago, I went through like a bangs phase and I loved it. And he's like, I don't like it. Hey, bangs <laughs> I think yeah. we all have our hair moments. Like uh, my husband really wanted to see me as a blonde. Oh, I'm it washed me out. You think I blended into my walls now? <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Had it for like two years. And every time I looked in the mirror, it's just like, that is not me. <laughs> Who is that? And so Dee looks up and she's like, hey, I know, I'll teach you how to brew coffee. And I was like, why? I don't even like coffee. I tried it once and hated it. And I'm like, that's me. I'm not the biggest coffee fan. Same. Yep, I like iced coffee, but that's pretty much it. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. Okay. I like hot chocolate. Oh, mm-hmm. Lots of hot cocoa. I'm like, we'll get to the hot chocolate part. <laughs> <laughs> And Dee's like, that's normal. A lot of people hate coffee the first time they try it. And she's like, come on, it'll be fun. And maybe you can help me with the barista work. And Dallas just looks like apprehensive. Does that mean I'll get paid? <laughs> like, hey, money. And she's like, yeah, once you work off the rest of your debt. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can hear his eye roll. <laughs> really I like his teenageness, you know? It's like very yeah. representative of his age. It's cute. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I work, um, so I work in where I work in the bakery. I work in the back of the house, and usually, like, the front of the house are like, we, I call them like the children because, like, they're mostly like um, teenagers, um, fresh, like, college kids. And, like, the, the generational difference is wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We're with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, Mm-hmm. You're having this conversation right now at work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm curious. What kind of TMI are they sharing? <laughs> it's just like some, yeah, it's just sometimes like like they have no filter. So it's like sometimes like really un- inappropriate stuff. I'm like, I don't need to hear about this. Like just go back to work. <laughs> I've been in so, that scenario as well when uh um, I was looking for a new place to live, and it was my last year of college, and somebody uh, mentioned a group of, of girls uh, that were rooming, and they needed a new roommate, and they were fresh from high school, and I was just sitting back just going, wow, I feel old. <laughs> just being in that environment was just like, wow, this isn't going to work for me. <laughs> this is not going to work. <laughs> how much you'd grown up in the last few years exactly it was just like I did this wasn't me this was me a little while ago but wow it feels really different now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I like it because like you know being around like younger kids it kind of makes you feel like younger but also I'm like god you guys make me feel real old exactly right yeah you're you're happier and pluckier for a little while and then yeah this is exhausting I can't keep this up I'm like, I'm glad I don't like work directly with you guys because I would just, mm, no. And I was trying to li- like contemplate living with them. And I'm like, you're sweet. <laughs> I think I'm going to go <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> Thank you, but no. <laughs> oh, but I, f- I found someone, someone to, to live with that was uh, as an, much of an old fogey as I was. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It worked out. It worked out great. 
oh, did I tell you when I went to um, hostels this summer in Europe, I was worried that I would wake people up when I went back to the dorm room because I was working until midnight. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to go back to the room and I'll wake people up. But I forgot that hostels, like all the young people who went out and partied at midnight, they were still in the clubs. They came back at like 3 a.m. I wasn't hey, bothering hey. anybody. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Yeah, I and can't then, stay up that long. No. <laughs> By 9 o'clock, o'clock I'm, I'm just like... like yeah, eight o'clock hits, my eyes start drooping. I'm like, mm-hmm. Especially since I know my kids are going to wake me up at least three times in the middle of the night. At least. <sighs> All right. So let's play. All right. So Dee's like, what should I teach you first? Hmm. And she's like, oh, I know. I'll make. Uh, I'll have you make a mocha latte. And I was like, you don't want to start off with a regular latte first? Because usually that's where you, that's kind of like the first drink that you learn how to make because it's basically the basis for like all like espresso drinks besides like having like a straight up espresso. I'm like, okay, whatever. Maybe she uh, wanted to make something that he was more likely to enjoy with the chocolate and the milk. Yeah, straight lattes are like, <laughs> yeah, she probably wanted to get him excited about it a little bit mm-hmm. or interested in it, or at least that's what happened. So, yeah. And she's like, Oh, it's one of my most ordered drinks and easy to make. First, she filled the porter filter with the ground coffee. Our coffee is ground fresh every day. But by the way, when I read this, and, and especially when like our coffee is ground fresh every day, I was like, Are we going to have an advertisement in Let's Play for some I coffee? No. <laughs> Like, who's a sponsor? Starring right. this coffee, right? <laughs> well, it's, it's like the Let's Play water bottle that she made that had Charles on the front. Did you see that? Yeah, now she's going to have a coffee mug. Yeah. <laughs> who's steaming hot today? <laughs> it's all Marshall on it. He's, he's nice and dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Dark ground coffee. Well, you oh. officially are suggesting new merch, please. <laughs> there you go, Mom. If, if that ends up being in her store, we know where it came from. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And she's like, and then you take this tamper and you press the grounds into the filter. Again, tight. Don't worry about pressing too hard. Um, some accuracies are, and this are like, I'm like, mm, whatever. So, well, so where I work, like, we didn't have to, like, actually, like, ground like put in the grounds itself like the machine like automated it and we just like literally press the button and espresso would come out but like and I know I've watched like coffee tutorials where like they actually like do all the steps and I'm like it's pretty accurate I mean probably found someone to talk to about it yeah I'm like it's not exact but I mean like we're not going to get into exact details in this like yeah maybe you know for research minds you have to visit many coffee shops yeah it's just funny because like I was looking through the comments and someone was like this is inaccurate and I'm like we're not going to get into accuracies with this it's like not come on it's not a rocket science manual yeah (laughs) we're not trying to teach you how to make coffee through let's play All right, and then she says, after you reattach the porter filter, you press this button uh, for the first size of espresso, and that's the first part done. You still following? And Dallas is just like, geez, that was three steps. I'm capable of keeping up. (laughs) The sarcasm. That's good, though. I I like, you know, I have to say it's better this way than the other way, where he's like, doesn't have confidence in himself and would be freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't do this. 
So it's mm-hmm. better. It's better to have this attitude. Three steps that can do this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then she's like, next you put in one good pump of chocolate um, into the cup with the espresso. And if you're making it for someone you like, you add two pumps. And I'm like, really? Because <laughs> if you ever go to Starbucks, they add at least three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. You'll see them like sometimes like I watch the baristas because since I know how they do it, I see them go like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no wonder, sugar. Like, yeah, no wonder like Starbucks things are like mostly like sugar and milk. Yum. I probably it? love it. Yeah, <laughs> probably. And then uh, D is like, then you get the milk. <laughs> Dallas is like, what if the person is like, extremely lactose intolerant and D's response is like then you get the milk of the nut udders <laughs> I love it I love how it's like the same bottle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also good for Dallas he is aware of people's you know possible mm-hmm. allergies yeah. he's not like just paying attention he cares he cares do we know anybody who's like uh, vegan in Let's Play I can bet you. Vicky. I know. <laughs> oh. but she goes there for she goes there for coffee all the time. Well, maybe she gets the nut utter coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something else. <laughs> Next nut utter coffee, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Abe is a vegetarian at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And then you pour uh, you pour it into the pitcher and you use the steam on to heat the milk. It's important. Blah blah blah. And then she's like, last step is the easiest. You just pour it into the cup with the chocolate and espresso. And if you're feeling particularly fancy, you can uh, do a little foam art on the top. A lot of customers seem to enjoy it. Oh, so pretty. I know. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love I but then again, I don't drink coffee either. So <laughs> that's all like, I have a chance to do. It's so pretty. And then Dee's like, here you go. Give it a taste and tell me what you think. Dal's like, I already told you I don't like coffee. And she's like, it's basically hot chocolate. <laughs> Trust me, you'll like it. Which, I mean, is true. Mugglers are usually, like, just hot chocolate with, like... Like this much, ex- <laughs> this much coffee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And he's like, ugh, fine. Last time I tasted coffee, <laughs> tasted <laughs> like a skunk's ass. Okay, and then uh, lick. And he's like, asshole. How would you know what it tastes like? <laughs> Too much information right there. Yeah. Oh, what movie was it? Is it uh no, I'm scared. Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore were like uh the like the villain of the movie. He was like, I eat assholes like or I eat pieces of shit like you for dinner. And then the, he's like, You eat pieces of shit. I I don't think I know what it's from, but I know I've seen that. Or at least heard it somewhere quoted. And so Dallas tries it and he's like, this dirty bean water is nectar of the gods. <laughs> His little, what do they call him, chibis? Yeah, chibis. It's so cute. And Dee's just like, yep, I told you. Mm-hmm. I love this. New obsession required. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Dee, you were right. This is really good. I really do like this. Never had coffee like this before. And like, he just looked, he sounds all excited. Like, can I try making it? Can you it's like he's butter? reverted back like 10 years. He's just an eager yeah, yeah. little kid it's like, now. It's like, oh, yeah. I want to try. Can I try? I want to do it. Coffee's already sticking. Kicking. 
<laughs> the coffee's like <laughs> already hitting him, getting the <laughs> caffeine zitters. Oh, but he, they're having a good bonding moment. Look how happy she looks. She looks I know so she proud looks of like him. a proud mama. Like she's yeah. like she has so much patience for him. Like I, I really appreciate that about her. I think soft sometimes it's easier. So I teach kids, um, <laughs> and they're the same age as my kids. And I just think about how I put in a lot of effort to like make the lessons exciting and fun for them. And then I come home and I'm like, put, you know, put your shoes in the closet and brush your teeth and whatever. And I'm like, I think sometimes it's easier when they're not not your kid. And you're not with them all the time. You know, she's with him for a limited amount of time, and she sees him, you know, from one dimension. And you know, he goes home, right? And she doesn't have to deal with him all the time. So it's sometimes mm-hmm. easier for an outsider to to bring out the best in you know in someone else or in a teenager. Yeah, I'm wondering how many friends he's really close to, because he he's really close with his gamer friends, but mm-hmm. they always they all kind of see him as the troublemaker, and you know, mm-hmm. and they tease him mercilessly. They love him to pieces as well, but they do see him in a specific light. And his brother obviously sees him in a specific light. Even his mom does. Like when she put out the tray of muffins or cookies or something like, at least leave one for your brother, right? <laughs> um, and so it's probably nice to have someone who can just see him with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah, even though he's technically there because he was stealing from her. But she never seemed to act accusatory to him or anything. It was just, okay, well, let's solve this problem. Mm-hmm. And awesome I think that's really cool mm-hmm. she's a really good person and I think that you know especially for someone like Dallas who went through so much it's important that he has like a an adult in his life who's just a source of kindness and, and warmth and guidance mm-hmm. yep definitely and now he's found a new obsession he can be a barista yeah So now we have a flashback. We go to the next part of the episode. And this is the flashback. We're just going to go over it quickly of when Ben and Eva were um, talking and she was trying to get him to, you know, ask dad for dinner. And he's like, no, um, you know, he was like, he was sorry. He's like, no, he was not sorry. Um, you know, he, he forced like our mom had to go to, to Japan with our little sister to get away from him. She's like, no, she was just taking care of grandma. And he's like, no, no, you always believe him. You're in denial. And, you know, he only does something when, because he wants something back and I don't trust him, trying to lower my stress. And, um, and then the last thing that we see in the flashback is, you know, the dad's like, shh. So from something, there was some purpose to him being there. It wasn't just to check on his son. And Eva even knows that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now we go to the present. All right. So now we are outside Lost and Legal. And we see Eva in like a military at ease position, standing in front of her father's desk. Um, also, by that position, like that's her dad. Like, who talks to their dad like that? This is like she's reporting for duty. She is. That's that's exactly what she's doing. Yeah, (laughs) she's. Yeah, she's. Oh, I, I feel really bad for her situation right now. She's got this serious issue where she has to please her father even when he's as shady as (laughs) shady as hell but Mm -hmm. uh yeah so all right and the doctors believe he will continue to oh sorry that's him and the doctors believe he will make a full recovery yes uh, he was confident in ben's progress as long as he keeps his stress down he should continue to improve 
what caused his stress in the first place, which I find interesting that he doesn't know. Hmm. Well, he doesn't know anything about him. He doesn't. He really doesn't. I don't know. I got the impression he became ill with the flu and then continued to push himself. I also think something happened with his work, but he doesn't seem to want to talk about it with me yet. I just kind of feel like if they even watched his show, they would know what was going on. Mm-hmm. At least a little bit. Oh, he kind of talks about it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think it was good that the dad at least, I think, cared about his health. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think the dad is entire, entirely mercenary. Like, I think that obviously he wants something and I don't know what it is, but. I almost feel like him not being in good health was getting in his way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like in all honesty I feel like maybe he does have you know a little bit of a soft spot but the way he's being written I kind of feel like he needs him for something and his health was detracting from what he needs yeah it was a setback like, <laughs> so is he gonna get better great now let's move on next mm-hmm. topic because mm-hmm. um, exactly here and did you speak with him about what I asked you to and of course, they don't say anything because Mongi doesn't want us to know what's going on yet. Of course but, not. Uh, no, I didn't. There was never a good time to bring it up. All right. So mm. what could this be? What could this be? So and it's, it's like, to me, what's so striking is that Eva, who is this very tough lady in other circumstances, is just reduced to being servile and so like, yeah, like so like diminutive. Like she's like she's got no confidence in herself over, at all. Like, yeah. I find her situation really disturbing because then she also has Charles play this overbearing <laughs> dominant role when they're in the bedroom. Yeah. And that's her taking control. That's under her command. That is, yeah. that is true. Hold that her. is true. Because that mm-hmm. is part of uh, submission and dominance is, you know, allowing somebody to domineer over you. But the, I would, I don't know. It's just, I find it really odd that she's in this situation with her father. And when she puts herself in a sexual position, that's kind of what she wants as well. I don't, I don't think it's because she relates to her dad sexually to me. It's- no, I don't, I'm not, that's not what I'm yeah. saying. I'm just saying she likes being controlled to a point. First of all, it could, it could be that her personality doesn't like that. But I think also there's an element of that if you grew up and this was always, you were always controlled without your will, it's kind of like reclaiming that situation by you saying, now it's like on my terms. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's not something that I personally would do, but I definitely heard of people like wanting to relive the same situation, but this time it's under their control. And mm-hmm. they, it's kind of like rewriting the, the history and, and the script in a more positive way. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Because they've got some negative connotations with being subservient, so they want to put it in a position that's in a in a way that's more positive, a positive spin. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. I think it like falls under the blanket of like a whole like daddy issues thing. Like, yeah. She's a very dominant person normally. I mean, we've seen her in some very interesting situations, and she's just a powerhouse. And so be that she wants to be able to let go sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, if you're with a person who's very controlling and very, or very capable, you don't have to make decisions. You know, I've seen this with, maybe know, that's more comfortable. Yeah. Um, I see this with myself and my husband. He wanted me because he doesn't want to have to make decisions. Like he's like, you do everything. And I like to do everything. I don't want 
have anyone tell me what to do. So, but yeah, it's, you know, my brother is like the very capable take charge type and I could never be married to him as obviously not just because he's my brother, but because <laughs> I'm all like him, even though he's like, personality. and mm-hmm. he's like, he gets so much stuff done. And I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. But he would be bossing me around all day long and he wants stuff his way. And I'm like, no, it's my way. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think some people do like, you know, have to have someone else take care of everything and make all the decisions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so he wants Eva to talk to Marshall about something specific. Uh, so you didn't speak to him about it at all? she's shrugging and she looks devastated disappointed my father dishonor on you dishonor on you yeah glad you caught that reference all the time the best Christ Eva for once in your life could you do what I ask of you I mean don't get me wrong I feel like that's like all she's ever done in her life Uh, this has been such a waste of time wow well dad um speechless with rage i know i don't know what else i could have expected like so abusive he is he's extremely verbally abusive sure if you can't manage this simple task then i will have to take care of it myself but dad you said i could be the one to talk to him please dad i've done a lot of work for this and i've called in a lot of favors okay what oh she's in on it too she's totally in on it so i'm wondering what kind of favors she could have called in and part of me was wondering is him living next to sam a coincidence because um i find it very ironic that um i know right yeah i just got i just got what you're saying yeah sam young um employs um mr lawson he's his lawyer (laughs) yeah um when yeah so she knows about um samara because um when they saw each other for the first time oh so you're the the miracle miracle baby baby, right who's going to run young technologies who's going to take over the company that i just reread that and that's what she says Mm -hmm. and so i'm just like it's pretty suspicious that they are one um living next door to each other he just barely moved in there and two that they're both being spied on Mm -hmm. Hmm. wait do you think the dads are in cahoots they're like i don't know what i think is i think sam i i think mr young and mr lawson work together i think whoever they have spying is the same spy whether or not they know about the other spies is yeah. job one job two exactly yeah. i think yeah. i think mr lawson knows about them both i think mm-hmm. mr lawson knows them about about them both because my i told this weird thing to my husband a little while ago and um and he said randomly he doesn't even understand let's play but he said one thing and i was just like oh, wait <laughs> He's like, well, what if, what if uh, the lawyer guy wants his son to marry the CEO's daughter so he can eventually take over the company? And I'm just like, how did you even think that? You, you don't even read the comic all the way through. 
trope about arranged marriages and like businesses. So I wouldn't expect to see it unless like so I read a lot of Korean comics on Webtoon and they're all about the CEOs and the conglomerate groups and they have to Mm -hmm. marry each other and these arranged marriages. I didn't see it, I wouldn't expect it so much in an American context, but Oh, I'm not thinking arranged marriages. I'm thinking Mr. Lawson is wanting to maybe push that direction. I don't think Mr. Young is in on something like that. I think he just wants to control his daughter. I think he called Mm -hmm. uh, the Lawson legal and said, I want you to keep an eye on my daughter. I know just the person who can do that because my son is being spied on by the same individual. So... You know what's funny? I think think that if you would, if Mr. Young like knew about, let's say, Mr. Lawson tracking his son, he'd be like, oh my God, that's terrible behavior. But when it comes to himself, he's like so unself aware. He's like, I have to protect my daughter. This is not the same at all. Yeah, I don't think Mr. Young would set up his daughter with anybody, (laughs) to be honest. yeah. So that's just my weird theory that's still just kind of percolating in my brain. Plus, I'm also trying to figure out how this all co- coincides with Sam. Because mm-hmm. it's not what kind of, yeah, <laughs> what kind of favors could she have called in? Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could think of was affecting the fact of where he actually lives. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird that like she's in on it, but also is like hesitant to like, tell Marshall about it so yeah I don't know maybe is she supposed to I don't know I don't know what it could be but really the only thing I can think of is that it has to do with young technologies in some way because that's really the only thing that Sam's got going for her from Mr. Lawson's perspective all right he doesn't have any interest in a gamer I was like um, like going on that too, like if Sam like inherits um, young technologies, I'm my theory is that like um, Mr. Lawson wants Marshall to like come back and like actually take over, and then so they can be like the power like like a power he has a powerhouse right now with uh, yeah. Mr. Young, but maybe he wants it to be more in the family and yeah, uh, like an even bigger ties. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm still thinking that there is very possible it has nothing to do with Sam, that it's just a Marshall thing. <sighs> but I don't know what it could be. I really don't know. That's the only thing that I could think of. But obviously, Mongi is very creative and could think of anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I mean, she surprised us many times before. <laughs> so I have no doubt that she'll be able to do it again. I was just trying to think what could, what could Mr. Lawson mm-hmm. want his son to do? And he's running out of time. I guess we should con- we should continue. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've called in a lot of favors. We are running out of time as it is, Eva. Was he running out of time? Um, I should have entrusted this to someone more capable in the first place. And this would have been handled by now. Handled how? See, I'm so confused. So nasty. Yeah. No, so um, part of the flashback that we didn't get, but in that previous uh, chapter, like, um, the dad kind of looked like sad that like well to me he kind of looked like sad and that he, you know Marshall didn't want anything to do with him and he, he it seemed like he genuinely wanted to talk to Marshall I don't know why I got the feeling that like um the dad is sick the dad is sick and he knows that he's running out of time and so Maybe. He want, that's why he's trying to like push for Marshall to like come back and take over the business but why wouldn't he let Eva? I think it's a um well, I think, a, 
it's a um well i think not that the dad is japanese but it, japanese culture like the the males usually mm-hmm. in asian cultures males get pretty much yeah priority. i guess i guess he's just never um from the flashbacks that we've had with him he's never appreciated his son at all anyway so he's never appreciated his children in general but um yeah um so dad please give me another chance to talk to him i won't let you down very well sad to see him groveling like this Mm -hmm. i know and he's this is like 100 percent manipulation what he's doing right now he's he's got her wrapped around his little finger doing exactly what she wants beck and call Mm-hmm. um i've totally gotten the like oh if you're not gonna do it i'm gonna do it no 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 no. i got it okay i'll do it, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah i'm gonna be analyze well i went back and tried to analyze like every little thing that eva did before um before coming on here and there isn't there isn't much mm-hmm. um that can be gleaned as pushing in one way or another and so it's just a little i don't know if she's really talked to even broached the subject of mm-hmm. what he do might be interested in um all right so he's looking out the window and eva's looking forlorn daddy please forgive me i'll do it right this time i promise you know that kind of thing um let it never be said that i'm not a patient father (sighs) yeah you're so patient i'm such a good father i'm showing (laughs) so much patience for you even though i just said that you can't do anything right but i'm ever yeah yeah thank you dad you're welcome but be quick about it either yeah i'm I'm surprised thank you father i know thank you dad um but be quick about it eva i meant what i said about running out of time i understand and here we see his computer screen and we see three uh photographs one he's is Marshall walking with Sam. One is Marshall when he was talking to his buddies. Um, when we first saw the the photographer, that was the first time we saw somebody taking pictures. And then the next one is him with uh, Monica when they were uh, the most recent discussing, you know, if they have anything that they can really discuss anymore that they can anything mm-hmm. that they have in common. Um, let's see. So. I don't know what else it could be about running out of time, whether maybe he is sick. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it, he feels like he's running out of time because Samara is getting into a relationship because he would know about that one. Mm-hmm. He might not be telling Eva that, but mm-hmm. my theory is that whoever's taking pictures of Marshall is also taking pictures of Sam and sending them to Mr. Young. So <laughs> he would know if that's the case, but if, if that person's employed by young tech uh lawson legal um, you know it would be like really horrible if he's the one who got monica to break up with with marshall oh that would be awful i would yeah. totally well i guess unless she was manipulated to do it but um if it was up front you know you will break up with my son that would be that'd be sad yeah. um have you spoken with your mother lately is she doing well uh, yes, Ben and I visit, video chatted with her uh, when we had dinner. She's well and happy Ben is doing better. And your sister, little Sarah. So now we have a name. 
So I, I just want to say, like, I do think that there is some goodness of that. Like when I said before, we do think he would worry about Marshall. And I think this also, you know, um, I think I mentioned my, my mother's father before, right? He was not a good family man by any stretch, but in his older years, like he still cared about his kids, even though he had lots of emotional issues that made them him mistreat them. So I feel that's what I, that's how I see this dad's behavior where like he was not a good dad he's still a very bad dad but he does care like about his his wife and and his baby daughter Mm -hmm. what do you think um I think I'm gonna be devil's advocate and say um I think he's having a hard time relinquishing the control that he had previously (laughs) okay you know he had his wife under his thumb uh, he has a daughter that's been taken away from him that he can't control anymore. Uh, but that's how I see this behavior. Obviously, we do not know very much from him. And most of it's been horrible flashbacks from dream or dreams sequences that are obviously a little bit embellished. So um, I just feel like he's being portrayed as as a villain, like straight up villain. Well, um, I think you could be a villain and still have, you know, complexity to you i think you Mm -hmm. can be mainly bad and still be you know still care and still have like a little bit of what's the word um a soul (laughs) a soul but also um where you feel bad compassion like where he can't stop himself from being a jerk but like like he knows he's doing something wrong and he just can't stop (laughs) you know yeah um I, i think the reason i take this this comment about his his wife and his daughter is because he throws it in Eva's face. Mm, yes. Yes. Like, oh, see, she's doing good as well. Mom said she's at the top. She's the top student in her grade. Good. I'm glad to hear at least one of my children take after me. See, it's just, he, he asked about his daughter that he doesn't get to have a relationship with and he hears good things about her and he just throws it in Eva's face. The mm. one that stood by him the entire time, the one that's, her entire life tried to be perfect for him the Mm. one that is legitimately manipulating getting ready to manipulate her brother has been manipulating her brother for him Mm -hmm. and lying for him uh, to her brother for him so I just the way he's being written he's very very shady and very Mm. very abusive at least to Eva Mm -hmm. so It's also so like self-destructive because at some point I think he's going to keep pushing her and pushing her and at some point she's just going to snap and it's just going to go right back in his face. Like you cannot, there's a limit to how much you can push people. That's mm-hmm. what you would hope would happen, but um, you kind of wonder so, when some you have somebody like... who's been manipulated this long mm-hmm. in their lives, this is what they're used to and this is what they're comfortable with. This is what they keep going back to. They'll um, take it yeah they'll keep taking it i mean if you asked eva who she loves most in the world guarantee you she'll say her father i mean she she loves everybody else yes but if you if i mean uh they talked about it in the hospitals like she always takes dad's side Mm -hmm. Uh, ben always took mom's side uh she always took dad's side Mm -hmm. and you saw it in the dream in the dream as well when um the dad was berating um the mother about eva's grades right? And she's in there listening to it. And as soon as her mother tries to comfort her and tell her that she's loved and okay, and that she's wants her to step back from some of her 
extracurricular activities or something like that, just so she can have some breathing room, she slams the door in mom's face. She's like, I don't want to hear it. I want to be what dad wants me to be. And mm-hmm. so her snapping, it would take something extremely monumental and in her face. I mean, she grew up with dad's abuse. Um, she saw what was going on, but she still took dad's side. Um, I don't know if dad was ever physically abusive. I kind of got the impression that he was, but I don't think we actually ever see it in a flashback or anything. I think he's more verbally abusive, emotionally abusive. Um, I don't know. I just want to know. Go ahead. Sorry. I also took like him saying like, oh, at least it's glad to hear. uh, It's good to hear that at least one of my children's taking after me. I took it as in like, oh, Maybe I'll try and like whittle my way to like um, raise her up to be what I want because Marshall to him was a disappointment. Ava's disappointing him currently. Like, oh, let me third time's a charm. Let me try and raise yeah. this one right. Even well, I mean, can. I also got the kind of the imp- impression that he's still trying to. I mean, he doesn't know where they live, does he? I mean, if he's talking Marshall, I'm pretty sure he knows where his wife and daughter are maybe yeah i i just think that he's not allowed to have a relationship with them i mean for whatever reason mm-hmm. um why they don't get divorced maybe maybe she feels like he won't let her get divorced so she didn't even bother trying as far as we maybe. know maybe could be legal things yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. um but he's he's definitely not written as a cheery character is he <laughs> And I'm trying to figure out plot wise what we're going to see and how Sam's story and Marshall's story are going to intertwine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially now, honestly, what's with everything that happened with Charles and like his possessive behavior, I'm really curious if it's going to push mm-hmm. towards a Marshall direction. Yeah. Um, oh, something about that since you brought that up. I did get. Um, <laughs> a little uh, message from Mongi and she said I could share it. Oh, cool. Oh. Um, Cause I, I asked a couple things for <laughs> <laughs> a couple. So how long was that essay? <laughs> oh, shush. Oh, shush. Um, so I was really just, it was uh, about uh, his possessive behavior and I was I mentioned on the podcast um, I wondered how he was in how did he act in his marriage before Mm. like is Mm. this a return of previous possessive behavior or is this um, new Mm. is this new because of his trauma I mentioned in the podcast that I was hoping it was new because of the trauma because then hopefully that would be something he could work through and improve on because he hasn't technically acted upon anything possessive. It's just internal right now. Um, And then, but if it was reverting back to like possessive behavior in his previous marriage, then it kind of, it's harder to solve those kinds of problems that you've had that have become habit, I guess I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's see, where is it? Oh, that, that throws, sorry, that throws in, like, new light about, like, his divorce then, because if he was possessive, it would cause, yeah, then we can see why, like, his ex-wife, like, maybe cheated, and then that 
that's a whole other yeah and I was I was not ready for the plot twist where we feel sympathetic for Mm -hmm. Charles's wife I was (laughs) not prepared for that but I did get a message from uh from Mongi and this uh she teased me about a comment I made in that that I won't Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she says, if it helps to ease your fears, Charles wasn't obsess- uh, obsessive and controlling with his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. If anything, he gave her all the space she could possibly want, which may have contributed to the dissolution of their marriage. Mm-hmm. Charles, and this, this I really thought was interesting. Charles isn't the villain of Sam's story, but Sam is the hero of her own. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. And I oh. liked, I mm-hmm. liked that a lot. Um, I feel like it's nice to know that Charles isn't going to become the villain, <laughs> but it's also nice to know that this isn't, this is, this has always been Sam's story. Yeah. And I like that. And mm-hmm. we kind of have seen her become the helper or savior of the people that she's around. She helps them. She builds them up. She gives them their light, her light. Um, and I like, I feel like this comment is going to, um, kind of bring to light a little bit of life a little bit of light into Charles's life as well so I still think that he has a chance to process what's going on in his poor little brain <laughs> uh, whether or not he's end game who knows <laughs> I pray for it because I just I love them together <laughs> um, but uh, it also just kind of makes me wonder a little bit I also asked her about the star stabby thing it's like did Charles really just pass out be- or get nauseous because of mom wanting to star stab and yes that that's legitimately what it was there we go <laughs> yeah it's funny because that's uh, that that you kind of think that that's not actually happening so why would other characters you know acknowledge it it's more just you know symbolic but no no he saw yeah, it's like he saw picking the stars and <laughs> had to run away it's not exactly fantasy, but it's something you could play around with when you're mm-hmm. writing. It's story. like when Vicky like picks up the dog <laughs> from the top <laughs> panel. And just, <laughs> from the we have to talk about what just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. Very cute. All right. We have final thoughts on the episode. I just want to know great. what what Mr. Lawson's up to. Mm-hmm. And why is Eva helping? Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, I hope Eva breaks free. That's my my goal mm-hmm. for her. Maybe that's going to be her story. Mm-hmm. I think Mongi's uh, touches on everybody's trauma a little bit, mm-hmm. and she, I think the whole point of it is growing from trauma, growing from pain. So hopefully Eva will break free as well. Start her own law firm. She could. She's got the gumption for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, ladies, thank you so much. This was lovely as always. And have a wonderful night. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, George, Del Saucy, Tacos, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Patty, Imelda, Esther, I'm watching the people, Tori, Papacy, Marie, Evelyn, James, Jen, Aaron, Dave, Lily, Beckett, Miranda, Christine, Sadie, Kelly, Danielle, <coughs> Teresa, Mrs. Castaldo, and Carrie. Your support is truly appreciated.